It's game day, and this is the home of Scottish football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good afternoon and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Domestic football returns with five top flight games this afternoon Celtic host Motherwell as fans plan a day of action Derek Adams kicks off his Ross County comeback against Kilmarnock Craig Levine returns to Tynecastle with St Johnston St Mirren host Livingston and it's Dundee against Hibs as well I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio today is Gordon DL, Mark Wilson and Hugh Keevans It is a day of homecoming, Celtic back at their ground two weeks after taking six goals off Aberdeen Craig Levine Tynecastle is a spiritual home And he's back after five years But this time He's the manager of St Johnston And Derek Adams Returns to Dingwall To manage Ross County Nine years After he left For English football On the other hand There are teams Who have to spoil the party Motherwell Badly need a result They've had one point Out of the last 27 Hearts have to beat Craig Levine Because Stephen Naismith The Hearts manager Is still under pressure and Derek McInnes wants a win on the road at Dingwall because, fair play to him, he's got Kilmarnock moving in a positive direction in the Premiership. Great to be back, looking a bit lively as well. It's a great weekend ahead, you know, five top flight fixtures ahead this afternoon and that's just before a big clash tomorrow where 11 players in red will be trying the hardest against Rangers <laughs> and also the Scottish Cup. What a weekend as some great fixtures in that Scottish Cup card as well. Yeah, this is the hardest part of the day for me because the lads have covered every single aspect of this <laughs> afternoon. So I'll say it's cold out there, but hopefully the football can warm everybody up with the ah, excitement. There we go. Weather report from Gordon DL. Maybe we should switch up the order next week and you can... Do you want to go first? Do you want to do the yeah, Hugh Keevans roll yeah, next week? Yeah, but tell me, get to me. I have nothing to say. <laughs> I've gone. Can talk about the Scottish Cup. Good games. On the go Yeah The boys forgot about that The Scottish Cup the I glad you were listening to me bit, yeah. I said great fixtures <laughs> In that Scottish <laughs> Cup That's why you're last You don't He was also just standing there Sniggering as well While you were talking as well Anyway listen. Lots of games happening We are here with you Until 6 o'clock We will bring you All the action Five top flight games On the return To domestic action Looking forward to those Of course A lot of Scottish Cup games As well There was a big Scottish Cup game Last night as well Tomorrow Huge match as well Aberdeen against Rangers I'm sure there's a few talking points we can get into on that in a bit but let's not hang about let's go around the grounds and get the team news starting with Celtic against Motherwell David Freel is there for us yeah Andrew good to be back and as you mentioned it's been a lively start to the day off the pitch here the Green Brigade they remain locked out of Celtic Park officially but they are having their day of action we don't know what that entails in full but they were on the Celtic way around about quarter past one to welcome the team at the stadium and it was eventful. There was chants, there was drums, there was flares, some pyrotechnics and even booze for Sir Rod Stewart, the celebrity Celtic fan. He's been very vocal in his criticism of the supporters group. There wasn't a lot of love lost either way. There was no renditions of Have I Told You Late That I Love You or anything like that. Um, Rod Stewart got booed. He then gave a little bit back, so... We'll see where that goes in the coming days. Brendan Rodgers and the players obviously got a good reception and I'm sure the Celtic manager is focused on what happens on the pitch today, not off it. It's a big day for Celtic. Premiership is back and they've got a chance to go 11 points clear at the top of the table with Rangers playing Aberdeen tomorrow. It's good news and bad news for Celtic fans in terms of the team lineup. Kyogo Furuhashi, obviously that horrible head knock against Aberdeen um, two weeks ago. He has recovered and he leads the line today. And there's also a start for Lewis Palmer 
who has been passed fit to play despite only returning from Honduras duty yesterday. But the one below is Alistair Johnson, who was also late back from international duty with Canada, is only on the bench. So Tony Ralston comes in to replace him at right back and the only change from that 6-0 win over Aberdeen two weeks ago. So Celtic going to line up Joe Hart in goals. Back four of Tony Ralston, Cameron Carter-Vickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Midfield three of Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor and Odin Thiago Holm with Yang, Hyunjin, Kyogo and Louis Palmer up front. The Celtic subs are Bain, Phillips, Burnaby, Alistair Johnson, Turnbull, Bernardo, Mikey Johnson, O and the first sighting of Marco Tilio, the summer signing from Melbourne City. So a big day for Celtic as for Motherwell. It's always a big day for them. They're on a horrendous run of results, nine games without a win and this is probably the last place they want to be today. As I said, they haven't won in nine. They've only actually drawn two of those, so they've only taken two points out of the last 27 available. Obviously not good enough, but they have done okay against Celtic. Recently, Celtic needed an injury time winner from Matarela to get three points at Fair Park in September. We always remember how dramatic that was. And Motherwell also held Celtic to a draw here last season when Kevin Van Veen scored for the Steelmen. They would love to have him back. They might get him back in January, but for now, Stuart Kettwell will have to manage with what he has. But I'm sure they will be pointing to those games, the one in September and back in April and May, as something, you know, as hope that he can maybe take something today. But I think everybody will realise it's going to be very, very tough for Motherwell. He's made two changes from the defeat to Hearts two weeks ago, Theo Bear and Connor Wilkinson drop out, Bevis Mugabe and Brody Spencer are in. Looks like a 3-5-1-1 formation for Motherwell. Liam Kelly and goals back three of Mugabe, Dan Casey and Shane Blaney. Stephen O'Donnell, Callum Slattery, Callum Butcher, Harry Payton and Brody Spencer across the middle with Blair Spittle up supporting Mika Biret. Subs for Motherwell are Oxburgh, Ghent, Obika, Bear, Dravkovsky, Shaw, Luca Ross, Max Ross and Wilkinson. The referee at Celtic Park is Stephen McLean and the VAR is David Dickinson. Yeah, a busy day at Celtic Park If we start with the football Mark Wilson It will be a, a huge bonus for Celtic fans That Lewis Palmer is past fit Especially after his performance against Aberdeen Last time out I think he also got an assist when he was away On international duty as well There's also a place on the bench for Marco Tilio yeah. Who hasn't really been spotted at all Since he joined in the summer yeah. Well the Celtic fans will enjoy that If he gets any game time Because I think everyone was starting to wonder Where he was But uh, definitely with Palmer Certainly came into his own over the last couple couple of weeks um, looks an outstanding signing um, plenty of creativity so for him to be past fit it's definitely a bonus because he was outstanding against Aberdeen and Kyogo as well you know the last we saw Kyogo he got that nasty knock um, from Rubicic and we wondered how you know that would affect him but he's back in the side um, interested to see Yang again because I think in the first 45 minutes against Aberdeen he gets his goal and he he played very well And he needs more of those performances To nail down that place On the right hand side So Plenty of attacking intent there Home Back in again I think he needs to do a wee bit more You know He's been in and out the team But When he's in He needs to do more To To really be a standout So Fancy Celtic today You look at that Motherwell side It went a wee bit more Defensive as well And that was a Couple of complaints he's, go, he's gone early today And he made a big brave decision <laughs> A fancy Celtic Motherwell Not a one in nine Struggling Down there in eighth Lost 21 goals I don't think Motherwell Gone with a lot of confidence uh, But you always can get a shock I can't see it right enough But uh, It's a big day for Stuart Kettlewell Because He can't afford to come out there With an Aberdeen a 6-0 And that, the Celtic are capable Of certainly dishing that out because he's got a massive game against have, Dundee next week. They have to set their sights higher than damage limitation. You know, there's an obligation there to try and get 
more points And the, on their last two visits to Celtic Park The scoreline has been much tighter than you would have thought But it's indicative of how big a player Louis Palmer has become for Celtic That you come off the plane from Honduras on Friday and you're in on Saturday Show us what Brendan Rodgers thinks about him Off the pitch there has been a, a day of action The yeah. Green Brigade and, and other supporters as well Outside the, the stadium Of course the Green Brigade are currently locked out of, of Celtic Park The Celtic players and manager got a good reception from them when they went in There was maybe a, a less welcoming reception from other people going into Celtic Park How important is it that you know that is a, a completely separate Issue from on the pitch At the moment for Celtic This is a running sore For the club And uh, the directors Peter Lobel, the chairman They have to sort this out In a conclusive fashion They either End The Green Brigade's Section of Celtic Park Or They readmit them In the hope that their behaviour is better But Brendan Rodgers Was unequivocal Yesterday when he spoke at his press conference If you can't behave You can't get in And you know Much will be made of Rod Stewart going in And uh, the abuse that he took And if he gave them some back When I was brought up as a kid in party I was told if somebody hits you You hit them back Well plenty more build up to come at Celtic Park Let's take a look around the other top flight grounds Let's go to the Global Energy Stadium shall we Because it's Derek Adams' first game in charge of his return at Ross County Dave Galloway is there Yeah, looking forward to uh, what's been known as uh, the Wimpy Derby Andrew, as a new era begins uh, for Ross County Well, sort of, Derek Adams began his third stint as Staggy's manager Five days ago after Malky Mackay was shown the door so obviously knows the club better than most can he guide his team to the first win in 10 attempts as they try and claw their way up the table Kilmarnock have made the 200 plus mile journey up here still seeking to find a solution to their away day woes that have pestered them uh, since their top flight return they've not won on the road since beating Albion Rovers in the League Cup way back in July boss Derek McInnes wants to see more bravado from Kelly this afternoon be interesting to see if he gets it looking at the teams Ross County a couple of changes uh, for them it's James Brown and Josh Sims in for Victor Luturi and Jordan White Ross Laidlaw in goals a back three of Will Nightingale Jack Baldwin and Ryan Leake in midfield Connor Randall James Brown Scott Allardyce and Ben Purrington with Josh Sims playing off Simon Murray and Jan Danda in attack uh, looking at the subs for the Staggies it's Monroe Turner Sheaf Loturi Harmon Samuel White Smith and Reed. A couple of changes also for Killy. It's Rory McKenzie and Matty Kennedy replacing Brad Lyons and Liam Polworth. Will Dennis in goals for the visitors today. At the back, Joe Wright, Lewis Mayo and Stuart Finlay. Across the middle, Danny Armstrong, Rory McKenzie, uh, Liam Donnelly and Robbie Dees with uh, David Watson and Matty Kennedy uh, supporting Marley Watkins in attack. The subs for Kilmarnock, O'Hara, Sanders, Idaba, uh, Polworth, Murray, Brown, Warnock, Dallas and Vassell. Your match referee today here at the Global Energy Stadium is Colin Stephen and in VAR duties, the one and only Willie Collum. Yeah, a big day for Derek Adams and yeah. for Ross County as well. When you look at it, St Johnson have 
Installed a new manager in Craig Levine They've got four points from his first two matches You wonder whether that was maybe part of the thought process From Roy McGregor at, at Ross County Seeing the turnaround at St Johnson And thinking that he maybe needed to, to make a move And he'll be hoping that it can kick off this weekend Well Derek McInnes, the Kilmarnock manager Was highly vocal on the subject of Malky Mackay Losing his job at Dingwall He felt it was the wrong decision taken by Roy McGregor And he felt that Malky was basically too good to be let go But... What's done is done And now it's Derek Adams' responsibility He's been a very good manager for Ross County in the past You don't last nine years in management down south Unless you have something to offer And he's done his job in the lower leagues there But this is our top league So he has to hit the ground running with Ross County They avoided relegation by a whisker last season They need to get out of there And I'm sure Derek McInnes believes that he is the man who Derek Adams rather believes that he's the man who can take them to a higher position Well speaking of Craig Levine He is in charge of his third game at St Johnson Away at his old club Hearts at Tynecastle Michelle Evans is there for us Yeah thanks very much Andrew As you said it is his big return to Tynecastle today The club that he's got a 25 year affinity with And also the club where as we all know He pretty much ran the entire show at one point I think he was a director of football and the first team manager at his new role at St Johnson, he's only got one role for the moment, um, and that's to manage the club and save them from the dreaded drop, get them climbing up the table. As you said, he said a really good start with that. Four points in his first two games, lifting the pair side off the bottom of the table with their last outing, a 1-0 win over Ross County, which ironically cost Malky Mackay his job. He'll be looking for that run of form to continue, although hopefully not Stephen Naismith getting the sack, um, against a player who he brought here during his time managing the club. However, he knows that his Saints are up against it. They're currently sitting third bottom and are up against a Hartsey gunning for third spot. There's no doubt the jury's still out on Stephen Naismith and his time here at the Hearts helm, but the Jambos fans will undoubtedly be concentrating on the fact that their talisman striker and captain Lawrence Shankland not only scored a double in the last outing, a win against Motherwell, he also scored, as we all know, for his country in Scotland's 2-2 draw with Georgia in the recent Euro qualifiers, and they will be hoping that he'll have taken a massive amount of confidence from that in today's fixture. So the big question is, who's going to come out on top here in the battle between master and pupil? I think it could be a very interesting 90 minutes. So um, have a look at the teams who they're going to send out um, to secure the valuable points. Hearts have made just one change from that win against Motherwell and it sees Callum Neuenhoff out and George Grant in so they're lining up in a 3-4-1-2 with Xander Clark in goal, a back three Frankie Kent, Stephen Kingsley, Kai Rolls in the midfield, Benny Banangemi um, George Grant, Alan Forrest and Alex Cochran with um, Alexander Lowry supporting Lawrence Shankland and Liam Boyce up front on the bench We've got McGovern, Herring, Newenhoff, Oda, Devlin, Sibic, Denham, Tagawa and Vargas. St Johnston make three changes from that 1-0 win against Ross County. Interestingly, um, goalscorer Graham Carey is one of them. James Brown and Nicky Clark also drop out with Maxime Kusharavi and Dara Costello and goalscorer Stevie May um, coming back in. So they also line up, man, matching them up for a 3-4-1-2. They've got Dimitir Mitov in goal with a back three of Andy Considine, Ryan McGowan and Liam Gordon. Across the midfield, Dara Costello, Maxime Kusharavi, Luke Robinson, Daniel Phillips with Matthew Smith supporting Chris Kane and Stephen May up front. On the bench, you've got Richards, Gallagher, Jayasimi, Jepcott, Olufunwa, Sprangler, Ballantyne, Cook and Frank Zack. And your referee today is John Beaton. 
Yes, another big game at Dens Park. Roger Hanna is there for Dundee against Hibs. Well, it's actually the Scott Foam Stadium now, Andrew. They tell you as you come in the door, but it is a big game for both sides. And you look at Dundee, Tony Docker is new, newly promoted. Dundee, the return after the international break in really good nick. Their only unhappiness comes from those two VAR calls that the SFA admit have gone against them in recent weeks. Two of only three incorrect VAR calls so far this season, according to the handling bosses. But as Daz will tell you, two out of three ain't bad. Now, you take out two defeats to the old firm for Dundee in the last eight games other than that. I've seen four wins and four draws. And the last three of those, back-to-back wins against Levy and that four-goal route of St Mirren, all without conceding. Simply the best form they've shown in the top flight for years. They've got Lyle Cameron scoring and shining for Scotland under-21s. Amadou Bakayoko is back after playing in a World Cup qualifier for Sierra Leone against Mo Salah in Egypt. They dug out a nil-nil draw with Hibs at Easter Road at the end of September. And they kick off in fifth place, two places and two points above Hibs with a game in hand. By contrast, Hibs 1-0 win at home to Killy before the break ended an eight-game search for a win under Nick Montgomery. We have all seen those runs before, of course, that's life. But the return to goal-scoring form of Josh Campbell, a major boost. Also, the fact that Martin Boyle is back unscathed, former than D-winger, back from international duty with a steal where he starts today. So too does Jair Tavares. He spoke emotionally this week about his frustration under former boss Lee Johnson. His message to Montgomery was simple, don't forget to remember me. And the boss has come back and told him, you're all that matters to me. So Tavares does start today. Um, five of the next six for Hibs, though, on the road, starting today. That's the wonder of your Premiership fixture schedule, of course, Andrew. So I'll get to the teams now. Dundee unchanged from the 4 0 win over St Mirren. Trevor Carson in goal. Back three Antonio Portales, Joe Shaughnessy, and Ricky Lamy. Across the middle, Jordan McGee, Lyle Cameron, Maliki Boateng, Luke McCown, and Owen Beck. And up top, Zach Rudden with Amadou Bakayoko in the bench. Legsdens, Kerr, Tiffany, Robinson, Riley, Robertson, Howley, Donnelly, and Silla. As for Hibs, unchanged from that 1 0 win against Kelly a couple of weeks ago. David Marshall in goals are back four. Lewis Miller, Will Fish, Rocky Bashiri and Jordan Obita. Just in front, Dylan Levitt and Joe Newell. Then Martin Boyle, Josh Campbell and Gia Tavares behind lone front man Dylan Venter. On the bench, Wallacott, Hanlon and Yuan. Jago, Deutsch and Hardbottle. Molotnikov, Whittaker and Landers. The referee, Don Robertson. The VAR, Alan Muir. And as Daz says, Andrew, it is cold. Typical East Coast weather. At the minute, we're bathed in sunshine, but I'm told it's going to get very, very cold. Please don't let the sun go down on me. (laughs) 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 For those that maybe don't get the reference, if you listen during the week, uh, an old article where Gordon DL was asked his 10 favourite songs. Many did again. uh, How how many was that, Roger? Seven, I think. Seven, Seven. Well there we go. Oh, that's uh, fantastic. What, did you enjoy that, Gordon? I love that. Brilliant. Man of man of the day already for me. That's super. One of the team referred to Gordon as Tony Blackburn, but I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mention who it was. <laughs> Sensational work, yeah. That that was was, uh, well, your your no, top yeah. 10 songs, what was it, 1993? 90, yeah, well, apparently, it's, it's a parking. It's nothing you do. Mate. It just so happens that every single one of the songs during the week you said, oh, yeah, I do like that one. So it seems you as could, if it. Andrew, I'd probably you. like your top 10 I'm a, a music man I forgot that song, I could have put that in Right, okay, let's go to the Smyza <laughs> Stadium For the final of the five Top flight games, St Mirren against Livingston Lindsay Heron is there Yeah, good afternoon Andrew uh, Beautiful day here in Paisley, nice and sunny um, And St Mirren will be hoping that they can get back To winning ways after that shocking 4-0 defeat to Dundee Just before the international break um, Not quite in as bad 
sort of run of form is Livingston, mind you, who've lost their last five in a row, and that's taken them to the bottom of the Premiership. That's the worst top flight run they've been on for 16 years. So they've only got the upper hand in this fixture uh, over the last uh, couple of seasons or so. They've, they haven't lost in the last 11 meetings, and they've won five of them. And the one thing about St Mirren here is that they score goals. They've got 11 uh, on home soil, and that's the third best in the country behind the old firm. But the big talking point here for the local fans is that Jonah uh, Ayunga is back uh, out since January, of course, with that uh, terrible knee injury. Played a bounce game during the week, and Stephen Robinson's made uh, wasted no time rather in putting him straight back into the starting lineup to partner Mika Mandron up front. So a potent strike force for the buddies, that's for sure. Um, so let's go with their team then. Marco Harris also back actually after missing the, the 4 0 game against Dundee. So it's Hemming in goals, uh, a back four of Fraser, Gogic, Taylor, and Tanzer, Boyd, Munce, O'Hara, Kilty, and McMenamin, and Oyunga and Mandron up front. The subs for St. Mirren are Uminski, Bolton, Dunn, Small, Lennon, Flynn, Jemison, Grieve, and Namani. Uh, Looking at uh, Davy Martindale's side, they're obviously desperate to try and get back to winning ways um, after that terrible run, as I talked about. Shamal Georgian goal for them, and they're used to sort of 4-3-1-2 formation. Penrice, Devlin, Kelly and Nottingham at the back. Jason Holt, Pittman and Nubley with Andy Shinney just in front. Bruce Anderson and Guthrie up top on the bench for Libby, Parks, Kelly, Brandon, Welsh Hayes, Bradley, Sangari, DeLucas, Lloyd McGoldrick and Hamilton. Our referee today is David Monroe and on the VAR is the full-time VAR himself, Greg Aitken. Well, that is the build-up to all of today's top flight matches. Plenty more of that to come. And after the break, we'll bring in all the guys to take a look at the week's biggest talking points. Action as it happens. And your reaction from five on the open line. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Just over half an hour to go until the three o'clock kickoffs around the grounds in Scotland. Plenty of top flight fixtures, some Scottish Cup games in there as well so we'll continue the build up to those matches shortly but this is the point in the show where we take a look at the week's biggest talking points yes there was the international break so there was plenty of chat about Scotland I think we have sort of covered all that haven't oh, we so oh, it's yeah. maybe time to turn the attentions to domestic football plenty of people will be delighted uh, that it is returning and just first of all plenty of, of good action hopefully to come today Hugh well and tomorrow you know, of course t- today we're guaranteed uh Big stories because you know Celtic can go eleven points clear. Um, can Livy get off the bottom of the table? Is this the season where Livy don't survive? Uh, from top to bottom, there are stories everywhere. And then tomorrow, of course, the the debate of the week has been: Do Aberdeen try harder against Rangers than they do against Celtic? Uh, my old friend Chris Boyd, I think, should get a bonus from Sky Television because he'll have increased the television audience tomorrow for that game. As he puts his theory on trial And that is that he believes Aberdeen do try harder Against Rangers than they do Celtic I'll go back to the last meeting of the two clubs Andrew, at Ibrox The game that finished Michael Beale 3-1 to Aberdeen Now, on that day Did the Rangers players Who have remained unbeaten Under Philippe Clement Did the Rangers players Shortchange Michael Beale Or was Michael Beale so lacking in imagination and inspiration that his team got what they deserved and Rangers had to get rid of him and get in someone who knew what 
they were doing Or was it a combination of both Whatever it was It wasn't the case that Aberdeen Didn't try against Rangers uh, Or tried harder against Rangers Than they did against Celtic Rangers were to blame for what happened to Rangers The last time the two clubs met Yeah Mark you had a bit of a debate on the phones About this during the week <laughs> As yeah. a, an ex-professional footballer Where do you land on this argument Do players sometimes try harder Against certain I think clubs it, Honestly I think it's bonkers uh, If any player goes out there and specifically picks one club And says I'm going to try really hard today In comparison to last week's game I, I think that's crazy To think that A professional goes out on the pitch to perform to the best of their ability in every game they take part in. And if the argument is the atmosphere better in this fixture, of course it is. Does the atmosphere make the game more competitive? Maybe. I can understand that. But to emphasise the word try harder or they lift their game to a different level solely against Rangers, I think it's ridiculous. Aberdeen have got a very good squad and they should be able to compete to a certain level with Rangers but on the flip side I said this the other night as well if the Rangers fans really think that well why don't they think that their team can raise their game that then elevates them above a raised Aberdeen performance so are, are Rangers short changing their fans every time they play Aberdeen well surely that's got to be in the argument as well if they really think Aberdeen are so much better against them than they are against Celtic against Hearts against Hibs I think it's ridiculous to suggest that. Yeah, I understand what Mark's saying, but I've got to be honest, I always tried harder against Dunfermline in the five derby. <laughs> meant so much to me. Can, can there be a can there be a subconscious can there be a subconscious element to it at all? You you talk about the atmosphere. Aberdeen against Rangers is undoubtedly more of a rivalry than Aberdeen against Celtic is with, with these added factors into it maybe the animosity between the supporters a player might not go out and actively think I'm going to try harder in this game but could there be a sort of subconscious element to it that they just do because these factors are all floating about well I, th- I think they have a lot of explaining to their own fans if that's the case I mean try harder think what we're saying here try harder it's playground stuff Suggesting that players go out and say Oh this atmosphere is great I'm really going to try the day Because I wasn't quite trying my hardest last week So it's ridiculous to think could, that could, um, could you flip that over and say Well Derek McInnes was an ex-ranger He was um, You know he, he, He's got a lot of time for the club um, He was a manager for Aberdeen And many game against uh, um, Rangers So pick the ones that didn't try harder against Rangers and Barry Robson Ex-Rangers player as well Oh no 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 no! Don't go, don't go down that Bar- Barry, Barry I know he started there He got stadium tour so. Right and, now, and then went to Celtic That's harsh and bad Everyone in Scottish football Has to believe in the conspiracy theory yeah. And this is the conspiracy theory you, you, As Mark said You have to be careful of what you're saying Are you suggesting Not you personally Andrew But those who say that they try harder Against Rangers than do against Celtic are you suggesting that they lie down against Celtic? And that's why it was 6 nothing the last time the sides met. Over the years, we can never get away, and he's someone I know very well and like very much, Ian Durant. What happened to Ian Durant with Neil Simpson has left its mark on that fixture for decades. So there is that inbred rivalry, but you cannot... Think that they do better against Rangers than they do against Celtic 
Unless you factor in one thing Celtic in recent years Have been much better than Rangers That's why Celtic have taken trophy after trophy And Rangers have had two trophies in the last 11-12 years So they, they don't do as well against Celtic, Aberdeen Because Celtic have been the best team in the country for a long time yeah, Roger Hanna, you've watched this all unfold over the last couple of weeks. Your uh, Scottish Sun columnist, Chris Boyd, has been in the thick of it as well. I just wonder what you've made of it all. Um, listen, I know what the boys are saying. They don't. Aberdeen players do not intentionally raise their game at the sight of a light blue jersey. But the rivalry between Aberdeen and Rangers is much deeper, runs much deeper than the rivalry between Aberdeen and anyone else. Um, it goes back to the days of Alec Ferguson wanting to come to Glasgow and beat his old team. It goes through that, that horrible incident Hugh referenced there with Ian Durant and Neil Simpson. It goes back to Richard Goff saying Aberdeen raised their game when they play Rangers. He said that 30 years ago. And, you know, it just so happens now that Rangers go back to Petaudry tomorrow, where they lost at the end of last season, if you remember. They lost at home. And Michael Beale's last game, although, you know, to answer Hugh's point, Aberdeen Reserves could have come and won that day because Rangers were shot to bits and gone. Anyone would have won at Ibrox that day. And there is a rival there. There'll be an incredible atmosphere at Petodre tomorrow, a far greater atmosphere than there ever is for a Celtic game when they come to town. And Aberdeen's players, being human beings, perform in that atmosphere and perform really creditably to their team. Um, I spoke to Barry Robson, I covered the 6-0 game at Celtic Park two weeks ago for Super Scoreboard and to be fair to Barry Robson, he pulled no punches. I asked him, was it down to fatigue after the European game? No. He said it wasn't. It was down to a dreadful performance. And fair play to the captain, Graham Shinney, who spoke through the week and said Chris Boyd was right. It was an embarrassing performance. So tomorrow, Aberdeen will be much better because they will be backed by a vociferous supporter, Petaudry, and they will be determined to atone for what happened at Celtic Park two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, Roger makes an interesting point just about rivalries, and can players just be... Are there some games you're just more up for? Did you have that in your career where you, oh, you were... Look, there's no doubt. If it's a midweek League Cup game at Celtic Park where there's, you know, 30,000 in it, or if it's a game against Rangers with 60,000, of course, then... <laughs> there's a huge difference in that because there's a huge difference in the level of opposition and atmosphere and perhaps that takes your performance to a different level but I didn't go out in that midweek League Cup game and think I'm not really going to try today because you know I can't really be bothered but against Rangers I'm, I'm really going to try so you know the callers that we had on the other night saying and, and there's, I think there's a, a large portion of fans who, who really believe that I think that's where the ridiculous thing that professional footballers pick and choose the games where they try. People need to remember that players' livelihoods are on show every week, not just when Celtic and Rangers come to town. So your games against Hibs and Motherwell and St Mirren for the Aberdeen players determine where they go in the future, how their life you know, goes on for there. So if you're suggesting that it's just one game they're going to try for it, well, they're not going to get very far in their career if it's based on one game. How far do you get if you look Bojan Miofsky in the eye and say, listen, we don't try too hard against Celtic, but we really try against Rangers, and then you move on to Duke, and you say, Duke, we don't really try hard against Celtic, but we try and get in about Rangers, and then Slobodan, Slobodan Rubicic, come on over here to tell you, we don't try against 
Celtic. Oh, he didn't hear that. Well, he didn't hear that well, when he well, went well, in Kyogo, did well, he? Well, well, whoever <laughs> told him it actually worked last uh, couple of weeks ago. You know, okay, it, so. it, as I say, the, the, there's a, a simple reason for the over the period of time, Rangers have been through real problems off the park. They've gone to the lower leagues for years, and over that period of time, Celtic have been the the best team, trophy laden, trebles, quadruple trebles. Invincible seasons This, that, the other That's why Aberdeen find it hard To get anything out of Celtic And Rangers have not been at that level And Aberdeen can get more Not much more If you look at the stats But they can get more against Rangers Than they get against Celtic What it does for us onlookers Is maybe adds just an extra element To what you would expect Is already going to be an interesting game tomorrow Oh I'm looking forward to that I really am I fancy Rangers big time Let me tell you um, I think that Roger um, hit the, the nail on the head. I think it's all about the atmosphere. Hugh is back to that dreadful day for Ian Durant at Petaudry, and we all remember that. I think from then it was always built up. Listen, I played against Aberdeen in Cup Finals when it was Fergie coming down to dominate Glasgow. And it wasn't just Rangers, but... You know, an Aberdeen team that would go and try and run all over the top of Celtic as well, let me be quite honest, because of the sort of a determination of the manager leading them. Um, but it's the it comes from the, the stands. and the t- It's a hostile atmosphere. Of course, it's worse when Rangers go to town. It'll be incredible tomorrow than Celtic. But I totally take on board what Mark's trying to say. As a professional footballer, you do not pick games when you're going to try and not try. Rangers will win tomorrow for one simple reason. Aberdeen aren't very good. That's why they're two points off the bottom of the table. <laughs> as blunt as that. And uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they lost 6 nothing to Celtic because they're not very good. They don't defend properly and they, they created one chance that I recall in the 90-odd minutes against Celtic. So Rangers will win tomorrow because Clement has them on their toes. I do take Roger's point that anyone would have beaten Rangers on the day that Michael Beale said bye-bye to Ibrox. Under Clement, they have not lost a game domestically or in Europe, and they'll win tomorrow because, I repeat... Aberdeen aren't very good Yeah well we can park that for now That is a 12 o'clock kickoff at Pataudry Looking forward to that one However there are huge games to come Five in the top flight Plenty of Scottish Cup games to come as well We'll give you all the previews next The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Less than 15 minutes to go until the 3 o'clock kickoffs. There is five in the top flight, so let's start going back around the grounds, shall we? Starting with, let's go to Roger Hanna is at uh, Dundee against Hibs and Dundee. Well, Tony Doherty will be able to reflect on this start to the season he's had and will be very happy with it so far, Roger. Oh, he'll be absolutely delighted with it so far, um, particularly defensively, I think. I know they lost three at Celtic Park and five that night here at home to Rangers, but I think other than that, it's five clean sheets out of six, and he's he's bought quite well, or signed quite well, I should think. You know, Joe Shaughnessy, who didn't get a regular game at St Mirren last season, has come in as captain, centre of a back three. Ricky Lamy, who didn't always play for Motherwell last season, is in on the left-hand side of that three. And Antonio Portales, who is one of the two Mexicans that were signed in the summer, he is probably the shortest 
central defender in the Premiership. But he reads the game terrifically well. He is very seldom outmuscled by bigger strikers, and he has been. He's made a very promising start here, Andrew. Yeah, and Roger, you look at a Hibs perspective as well. It has been some quite patchy form for them. They're not really losing games. They're not really winning any either. Nick Montgomery will be hoping that they can sort of shore up that defence and start going in a sort of positive direction. Yeah, that 1-0 win a couple of weeks ago at home to Kilmarnock, Josh Campbell scored the goal. That was very much needed by Nick Montgomery, I have to say. I think they were eight without a win before that, and they had that horrible habit of not just blowing a lead, but blowing two goal leads. If you remember, there were two up at Kilmarnock in Montgomery's first game, didn't win. They were two up at St Mirren, didn't win. They twice laid at home to Ross County, didn't win. And that becomes a very bad habit and a very costly habit when you're trying to accumulate points in this Premiership. And they start today two points below Dundee, two places below Dundee. They will feel, you know, the size of it. It's a big city club, Andrew. They will believe they should be in the top six. But they'll only get there with a win this afternoon. And on current form, they'll need to raise their game to get a win here. Yeah, I mean, just looking at Dundee and what Tony Doherty has done so far and, you know, his first campaign as a manager, it's been very impressive. We've gone through the sort of first cycle of fixtures. If you can repeat that again, Dundee will be in quite a, quite a brilliant place going into the winter break. I think, uh, I think if you'd have said to anyone up at Dundee that uh, after 12 games, Andrew, they'd be in the top five, they'd have bitten your hand off. Um He's recruited very, very well indeed. He's brought a lot of new players in. New manager. First job as a manager. We know he's got bags of experience as assistant to Derek McInnes. Uh, but he's hit the ground running. And he's been absolutely terrific. That'll be a good game today for Roger. Um, I do fancy home advantage Dundee. Yes, they've had their hiccups. Obviously, Rangers dominated them and beat them very well indeed. Uh, but they bounced back their last game against St Mirren. They're at home today. I've got a feeling that they'll pick up the three points afternoon. Uh, Lindsay Heron is at St Mirren against Livingston. It has been a good season for St Mirren as well. Lindsay, recent form, maybe not so good, just one win in their last six. But this is a game that, you know, given the way they've been playing this season, St Mirren fans will have a, a sort of expectancy to get three points today. Yeah, absolutely, Andrew, especially after that 4-0, surprise 4-0 defeat at Dens Park a couple of weeks ago. Um, Massive news, of course, that Ayunga's back and Marco Hara, such an influential player for them, breaking from midfield as well. Uh, I'd be interested to see how Ayunga and uh, Micah Mandron uh, blink up together. He's obviously become a, a fan's favourite as well, hasn't he? Um, Ayunga, I mean, seven goals, I think, in 24 games last season for Superman, which shows what he can bring to the party. Um, so a, a real big, a tough ask, I think, for Livingston to cope with that front two this afternoon. I mean, they, they haven't scored in their last four games, Libby. Um, they've slumped to the bottom of the table, as we discussed earlier. Five straight defeats, so a real tough afternoon. Look, It looks like for Davy Martindale seed. Yeah, it is a, a big one for Jonah Ayunga. I think it was January, he suffered that ACL injury. He's been out for a long time. It maybe looked at one point that St Mirren thought it would be closer to the turn of the year that he would return. But he's not only back... In the squad, he's back in the starting lineup, straight into it. Clearly shown in the bounce games that he's been playing that he's he's up to the task and ready to go. Certainly seems that way, and they're going to need him this afternoon um, because Stephen Robinson teams had a, a great start to the season. Look where they're sitting just now, and I get that recent results. You know, obviously the four 0 defeat at Dens Park was horrendous for them, and 
2-2 uh, Habs and, and beat against Celtic So there's no disgrace in, in those results Where they're sitting An overall snapshot of the season Doing very well And when you get a goal scorer back That can only boost things further So I wouldn't uh, put it past them To get in the score sheet today And submit it to take all three points Because Livingston If you look at the teams around about them Ross County change their manager um, St Johnson change their manager Doesn't it look like Davy's going to change Davy, so they're in a, I just a look whole at lot of trouble. Thirteen games played, Mark. <laughs> Libby have scored nine goals. Thirteen games. Yeah. Uh, so there's clearly a problem. Inevitably, the season was going to come when Libby could not defy the odds any longer. Davy Martindale has performed wonders at that club, and they have been an outstanding success story because they survive. But this time There are serious question marks Against their ability To survive What were you doing there Just no. throwing some Sweets about No no I was, think, I, was, I was going to add in to I you, ne- you. Hold on I've never <laughs> seen something So greedy in my life A box of chocolates Has just made its way Onto our desk And this guy Before it's even done Big hand in How many have you taken here One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's the quickest I've seen you move It's a long day Look what he's left He's left hardly any Like a kid I'll get back to the St Mirren Livy You've got to fancy St Mirren Certainly today Because Livy have not beaten St Mirren The last eight games anyway And they're terrible Terrible run of form I watched St Mirren against Hibs A couple of weeks ago Midweek They scraped a 2-2 a late, uh, late goal to get that uh, point But home advantage today You've got to fancy the Paisley Buddies At Tynecastle Hearts against St Johnson The big storyline obviously Is the return of Craig Levine uh, To Tynecastle with St Johnson It's been a, a successful start And we're hoping that you can maybe put a wee bit more pressure On Stephen Naismith Despite the fact that Hearts sitting fourth in the league There's maybe still some unhappy supporters about Michelle yeah, there's definitely going to be a, a lot of unhappy heart supporters in here if they don't get a result today. I would imagine, though, even though it's Craig Levine that's in charge, they'll be absolutely desperate to get those three points and start you know, getting themselves up into third spot. There's only two points at the moment separating them and St Mirren. If St Mirren slip up today and Hearts get a win, then that is, that's a major step forward for Stephen Naismith. But, as you said, you know, Craig Levine's come here. He's got um, four points out of six in his first two games, which is fantastic considering the run that St. Johnson had had. So he will be hoping that they can start climbing up that table a little bit more. There's only one point between them and the two teams behind them, Ross County and Livy. So they'll be looking for them to slip up and hope that they can get something here. And you're talking about the fact that it is Craig Levine's homecoming. He has been literally walking around Tyne Castle since he got here, talking to everybody, the security people, the people in the dugouts. Um, it's been yeah coming up and speaking to all, the, all his media pals that are up here so yeah I think he's relishing this one today and I think he'll have a wry little smile if he does manage to get one over Stephen Nesmith even though he knows it means it pills even more pressure on his former player Yeah, It's amazing how quickly things can change in football because a few weeks ago some people had St Johnston relegated pretty much didn't mm, they and yeah. then all of a sudden Craig Levine has come in they're off the bottom yes only by one point but they're in 10th place they look as if they have that momentum over some of the teams around them certainly Livingston and we're, we're yet to see with Ross County under can Derek we, Adams Can we call David Friel to the stand at this point <laughs> he was the man who said they were relegated and then didn't back down He doubled down Didn't you Posty? I certainly did Hugh and I'm going to double down again it's a new manager bounce St Johnson are going down 
Well there we go Speaking of new manager bounce At the Global Energy Stadium Ross County Against Kilmarnock Dave Galloway Is there As is Derek Adams He is a a man that's well liked by the Ross County supporters and he'll be hoping to get off to a winning start yeah of course absolutely um, Andrew I, this is actually the third time this season Kilmarnock will have faced a new manager Nick Montgomery at Hibs uh, interim at St Johnson Alex Cleland and now Derek Adams he's uh, looking no further forward than today's match but the eventual target for him is regular top six uh, placings for uh, Ross County um, Staggy's only off the bottom of the league on goal difference they really do need to get something going don't they um, on the other hand Killy very good indeed at Rugby Park this season they've beaten both halves of the old firm but a terrible terrible run on the road although Derek McInnes has said in the lead up to this match he's been pretty happy with the performances away from home and if they get a win today they could go fourth in the table such as the tightness of this Premiership yeah, well, Roy McGregor has has done it before mid-season. He, he's made those changes previously. John Hughes came in a few mm-hmm. years ago and, and kept Ross County up. So it it really seemed as if you know Roy McGregor thought that something had to change. And Derek I'm, Adams is a man he, he knows he can trust. I agree with him. Um, I know that you mentioned about Derek McInnes coming out and standing up for Malcolm Mackay, but I think if you're the owner of a club. You've got the duty to think that if your club's in serious danger, which they are. Now, if you look at Malky, I think he's a very good manager. Might just not be in the fit for him. <sighs> Only because of Partick Thistle last last year. And I thought that if uh, Chris Dolan... <laughs> you got a piece of caramel <laughs> stuck <laughs> in <laughs> <my> <laughs> I'm, I'm so delighted. Right I'm so delighted you come back to me there. Um but if Chris Doolan had maybe a little bit more games under his belt, aye, I think he would have aye, seen. Aye, no, aye, no, aye, aye. don't giving, have a go at Thistle. Yeah, um, he'd have probably seen that game out, and uh, I think Ross County would have been relegated. But take nothing away from Malky. But once again this season, he finds himself sitting there eleventh. I know the league's very tight at the bottom, and uh, I think it was the right move to change a manager. Now I'm not saying Derek Adams going back for the third time was the right appointment only time will tell we'll give Gordon DL time to finish off his sweets and we'll go back <laughs> to Celtic Park next the winning team all season long this is Clyde One Super Scoreboard we're just about to get underway in the 3 o'clock kickoff. let's try and go back to David Friel at Celtic Park a final bit of build up yes Andrew team's out on the pitch just now Brendan Rodgers clapping the fans Huge day for Celtic, huge day for Motherwell. Celtic 6-0 win over Aberdeen. That was the 50th unbeaten league game at home, so they're obviously relentless at Celtic Park. It's a real tough one for Motherwell. Celtic just going to the huddle, just run through the teams for you. Again, Joe Hart and goals for Celtic. A back four of Tony Ralston, Cameron Carter, Rickers, Liam Scales and Greg Taylor. Matt O'Reilly, Cameron, Callum McGregor and Odin Thiago home in midfield with Yang, Kyogo and Lewis Palmer up front. Motherwell, Liam Kelly, Bevis Mugabe, Dan Casey, Shane Blaney, Stephen O'Donnell, Callum Slattery, Callum Butcher, Harry Payton, Brodie Spencer, Blair Spittle and Mika Biret. Motherwell will call, kick off here. Huge day for both teams. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Goal flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy. Make your life that little bit easier. Use their free prescription delivery. 
Yes, underway in the three o'clock kickoffs. The domestic football is back. Plenty of Scottish Cup games, five top flight matches as well. There was that big one in the Scottish Cup last night as well that we will touch on in a bit as well. But first of all, time to get the predictions from you lot underway, starting with Hugh. Home win for Celtic against Motherwell. Likewise, Dundee to beat Hibs. Hearts to beat St Johnston St Mirren to beat Livingston The only non-home win for me I'm taking Kilmarnock to win at Dingwall Okay, I can't see Motherwell getting anything So Celtic win there Hibs will beat Dundee at Dens Park today Hearts will beat St Johnston There'll be a draw in Dingwall between Ross County and Kilmarnock And St Mirren will beat Livy Okay, full house at Celtic Park Um, Hopefully Motherwell can get a miracle But I don't think it's going to happen Eight minutes is a long time in football, I've found out. So I'm going for Dundee Hibs draw. Um, Hearts, St Johnston. I'm going Hearts. I'm going Ross County, new manager bounce. And I'm going St Man. Well, there we go. No early action so far in today's matches, but we'll see if there are any early goals to come. There was a, an English Premier League game on earlier on, Manchester City against Liverpool, which finished not too long ago. That was a one-all draw between the sides, but what we really care about is the return of Scottish football, Hugh. Yep, but in the passing, quality football from Man City and Liverpool, quality goals. You can see them later on, but this is a, a big day. Uh, you know Liam Kelly The Motherwell goalkeeper So much debate about him On Super Scoreboard On a Now weekly basis About His position within the Scotland squad He'll need to have a big afternoon Because Celtic will surely be taking the game to Motherwell Looking for A repeat of Their performance against Aberdeen Wanting to go 11 points clear And seeing if It is at all possible To put Philippe Clement And his players Under pressure At Petaudry Tomorrow couple of early chances to tell you about Jan Danda with a dangerous ball across the face of goal for Ross County there was no takers in the middle though and good start for St Mirren as well Mark O'Hara header just wide from Scott Tanzer's cross mm, Speaking about Liam Kelly you're right remember it was one of our last callers a lady called up before yeah. the international break and, yeah. was, and was adamant that Liam Kelly should not um, be in goals for Motherwell at this time and it was a difficult one because he's he was going away in international duty and how do you how do you frame that one but he is in goals today and he's going to have a busy afternoon you'd think so a big one for him today to get the fans or some of those fans back in he's not in sparkling form let's not be kidded here um, but he is a very very talented goalkeeper he's a captain um, so it'd be a massive, massive decision for a Motherwell manager to to leave him out. Um, I think he's right in playing him because players do go off for him. We know that. Um, so boys were right. I think Celtic will dominate possession today at Celtic Park. If Motherwell are going to get anything, he will need to have the game. Did you life. ever get that in management where nothing is going right? So you just I'll change. I'll just start changing players and. See if there's a better outcome. I, I gave you ninety minutes in the following week. You were on the pine. <laughs> there was no. There was, <laughs> the old Tumboa coming. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another name oh, oh, listen, to your assistant. Oh, listen, I, I, I've been on the way to games and I've arrived there at one fifteen with the team written down, and by one thirty it was changed. <laughs> 
But just the way someone had spoken to you that I morning do, that you decided. Body, I'm a body language. I've learned that. I since. You, you are body language. I, I, person, <laughs> I, I, I can tell by people. I've learned that from my younger so days we, up Victoria's in Hamilton Palace. What do we <laughs> learn? You, know, you, can, do we you learn? can feel the vibes if you're going to have a good night or not. What do we learn about your body language? The, the, the chocolates come in and you oh, immediately fly. swipe them. What is that? Sure, I've, I've, been, I've been at the gym this morning working out. I've not really eaten so I'm I needed that little bit of sugar rush this afternoon just to get me through today's programme. Nice and nutritious after your gym session. That's great, that. Yeah, as long as you, you put it in the chocolates. gym in the morning, get up there and put your shift in, you're fine. Celtic hogging the ball as expected at Celtic Park. There was some nice play by Lewis Palma and Matt O'Reilly, eh, but defended well in the end by Motherwell. Just on Lewis Palma, maybe some eyebrows raised, raised that he is yeah. playing because he only got back from international duty yesterday. There was an explanation from Brendan Rodgers before the game. He said that he maybe would have maybe sat him on the bench today, but he's suspended for Tuesday's game away to Lazio. Yeah. So he felt he would get him in ah, from yeah. the start. Today. But as I say, it's indicative also of the way that Louis Palmer has made an instant impression at Celtic. You know, a wonderful passer of the ball, picks out players beautifully, has an eye for goal, uh, and was the star turn against Aberdeen in that 6-0 victory for Celtic two weeks ago. So it's up to players like... Uh, Odin Thiago home today playing beside Matt O'Reilly and Callum McGregor in the middle of the park Brendan Rodgers gave him a bit of a flea in his ear the last time took him off after an hour because he, he clearly didn't think he was working hard enough First Scottish Cup goal Queen of the South nil Dundee Whoa. United won Kai Fotheringham with the goal who's been in really good form this mm. season bad news for Marvin Bartley, who's having a tough time of it. I love the big guy. I really do. I don't know what size he tracksuit. I'll maybe put a bid in. Um, I'm not one to jinx him here this afternoon. Look, like, when you're in amongst oh. the boys, you're in the team, you've got to take it. You can give it all you've got to I, take listen, it. I, I will vouch for that. Exactly. I've had to take an awful I've, lot. I've been there myself. Um, and then give a post-match interview after losing seven one of our colleagues <laughs> Roger who's asking the questions knowing fine well that you were all giving me in the studio look I, I really feel for him he's having a torrid time just now I just hope that like his first management job and you learn along the way of course you do it took me a season and a half before I got to my first cup final um, <laughs> so as a learning curve the first half teaser with the Scottish Sun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online. Since the beginning of the Scottish Premiership, eight players have scored 40 league goals or more, and all of them are still active in our top flight. Since the beginning of the Scottish Premiership, eight players have scored 40 league goals or more and they are all still active in our top flight. Who are they? As usual with the first half teaser, get your tweets in, all the answers in one tweet please, at Clyde SSB to make sure, remember it is a race as well, so you want to be on that podium at half time. You can see the question written out as well at Clyde SSB on Twitter, so make sure to send those answers in all on one tweet. Are you two, are you two getting on a few? Well I've got, I've got conferring one, already? I've got two. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We've got a couple, so picking away nicely just now, Andrew. 
Decent enough start there There has been a few chances Motherwell had a decent chance to break From a Celtic corner But Ralston did well Mika Birit was too hesitant When he was trying to go forward For Livingston A half chance for Bruce Anderson It was a Richard Taylor header That dropped at his feet um, but that one went over the bar and then also one for Liam Boyce, a header that was pushed behind for a corner that was came from a corner as well from Alex Lowry. You got another? Yeah, yeah, you've just given it. Uh, thank you. <laughs> the answers. Don't give away the answers. <laughs> Try to beat the general public here. Oh yes. Good Still not going to be as bad as actually giving away the answer to the who am I? Ah, listen, I'll try my best this week. <laughs> hey, a shot by Matt O'Reilly saved Celtic trying to pile on the pressure. It was good play by Lewis Palmer and Greg Taylor in the build-up to that one. Speaking about the Jim Andrews, somebody's just taken off his tracky top, and as evident, he doesn't go to the he doesn't go. <laughs> the the gear department yeah. in the gym because that is one of the bobbliest t-shirts <laughs> I've <laughs> ever seen no, in my, my life. No, <laughs> How old is that thing? <laughs> what range is that from? That's, what year did you possibly buy that? I was sponsored by that. Let me tell you. Unfortunately, what happened was we've all been there and don't mock me for this. You buy a wee sort of a hoodie, a Primark, nine quid. And the ooze comes off it sometimes if you've not washed it properly. So, unfortunately, from a dazzler's point of view, that's an old. You're trying to claim that the bubbles are from the jumper you just took off, and not yeah. by the fact that the t-shirt you're wearing is clearly over a decade old. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. <laughs> to, be fair, to be fair, it is a small. And <laughs> <laughs> bulges coming out everywhere. In more places you want them to come out. The less yeah. said about that, the better. Still no goals in the top flight of Scottish football at the moment. Uh, Roger Hanna says that you got that T-shirt in '93. Thanks to the top ten. <laughs> Straight the sports division. Got, for that. I got him for doing my interview. <laughs> Oh dear oh. And, uh, Listen going back to what Hugh says about home I don't want to turn this into David Turnbull's story every week But see when we're flicking through our, our, our papers here And you see David Turnbull sitting at the top of the scorers charts You wonder why You know he's now been put on the bench for the last few games Yeah I mean uh, Brendan Rodgers did seem to favour him at the start of the season It was the opening day of the campaign that he started over Rio Hitati Quite a lot was was made of that but then all of a sudden he, you know, he just really can't buy a, a start yeah. some, at all sometime, sometimes for a manager you've really got to try and justify some signings coming in uh, I, I, I agree with Mark if you look at his stats you look at his goals Ross County man of the match he can add everything up and yet doesn't get a start today against his old club which he would probably relish um, so I think it's maybe a case sometimes of get the get the new signings in, try and get them game time as well. You've got to have that fine balance, and that's what I think Brendan Rodgers is trying to do. A Sterling Albion nil, Cove Rangers one. Michael Doyle with the goal in that game. There was a goal for a familiar name as well down in England. It is Tavernier Marcus Tavernier, the younger brother of James Tavernier. Mm-hmm. Brighton are losing. Depression among the grandchildren. Yeah, it's not. It's not been not been great for Brighton in recent nah. weeks. Has it a good start to the season? I see, has turned a bit. See, Charlie McGrew was was down there visiting the training ground. He's been oh, everywhere. Hasn't he? Yeah. yeah, apparently outstanding training ground in there. And every team they visited the next weekend, they get beat. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell them not to go back to Brighton then. 
David Friel saying that uh, Brad Spencer doing very well up against Yang, who had a bright 45 minutes. Yang didn't he in the yeah. the six 0 win over Aberdeen. Well, Tilio is there on the bench. Mm. Uh, interesting, you know, he came and then was injured straight away. First sighting of him uh, on first team day, uh, so he could be in line for a cameo role today. But Yang was very good for that 45 minutes, and I felt in that game. You know, against Aberdeen, that Yang really had to step up and deliver something, whether that be a, an assist or two or a goal. And of course, he gets a goal early on. And I think that kind of settled him. Uh, and he really stood out in that afternoon. But it's consistency, doing it again and again. And the flip side, Spencer, the Motherwell fans that were on that. Brody Spencer, by the way, I think I said Brad. Yeah, you it, did. It, it, the Motherwell fans were having a go at Keltwell for not playing Spencer on the left hand side in the last couple of games. But he's back in today and. He's going to be need to be in top of his game because Yang will keep going at you. That's the one thing about Yang; he never hides. He always takes the ball now. He doesn't always go by you, but he'll try and get by you. Um, so it's going to be a tough afternoon for Spencer. Yeah, Spencer and Blaney are doubling up every time he runs at them. So he's going to have a, a tough afternoon trying to get by the two of those players. And then on the other side, interesting comments after the Aberdeen game, the six 0 win. From Brendan Rogers, just about Luis Palma saying that when he came in, that Luis Palma was maybe a bit sort of one-dimensional. He, he just yeah. cut in every single time. He's obviously got a really good right foot, but saying that they've been doing a lot of work to make sure that he's got more facets to his game. He can, and, and you saw that against Aberdeen. He could cut in, he could shoot, he could play crosses from that angle, or he could go to the byline, and that's where uh, a goal came from as well, from a left-footed cross. He's been working with Harry Kuehl, and he paid the tribute to Harry Kuehl. Uh, after that Aberdeen game because he's clearly made a big impression on him um, I said at the start before the game began that it had to be more than just damage limitation for Motherwell but it does sound that like they're being forced into a kind of damage limitation mode because Celtic are piling on the pressure and if they're doubling up on Yang uh, it's going to be a potentially a long afternoon for Celtic There's a goal in the Scottish Cup for Dunbar United 1-0 up Against Alloa And it's Michael Barfoot With a goal Could be some shocks no, There today. will be Definitely a shock uh, In the Scottish Cup Don't know what it'll be But there certainly <laughs> will be <laughs> Well done Good Misting call, me yeah. I, felt, I felt I'd throw that one out there For the listeners Rather than uh, myself Alloa though Appointed uh, You know New manager Didn't quite go well Did it In his first game Got beat 3-0 So That's start for Big Andy Looking at those fixtures Where do you see any potential Shocks then to maybe go slightly more in depth uh, to th- Gordon DL's <laughs> generalisation. I don't ask me, ask the man who can protect the all. I think uh, Bucky could beat Broxburn if I take away. Seen a lot of them, have yeah, you, recently. Buc- especially the Bucky. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, right. Drink responsibly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kelly Hearts Hamilton. I think there'll be a shock there. Is that a shock if Kelly beat Hamilton? I, I would say very much so. I, I don't see that happening. Great game for your club, Mark. The it's a big one, that, by yeah, the way. Yeah. yeah, Queen's Park not going very well in the league, but Scottish Cup. Derby, Glasgow Derby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, it's a big one. Um, Morton bonus. Morton, time's not great for Dougie Emery at the minute. No. Surely they can be beat off bonus. Well, you know... The, when you're hot, you're hot And when you're not, you're not As uh, one of Gordon Dale's favourite songs would say So <laughs> uh, You know Doogie Emery's bang up against it 
bottom of the league just can't buy a win and look what happened to some teams in the Scottish Cup you know they, they, they come up against opposition like that go back to last season we'll in fact here. I'll interrupt you Goal Flashes with M&D Green Pharmacy Dundee nil Hibs won and it's Ger Tavares with the goal a man who has been on form in the last few weeks Ger Tavares he's really coming on to a game under Nick Montgomery and his 1-0 to Hibs Tavares to Venta to Campbell back to Tavares and it was uh, yeah uh, a well, nice it, move and a, a goal for Hibs that is much needed I would say he had been psychologically left devastated by the way he was treated by the previous Hibs manager Lee Johnson but uh, Nick Montgomery's come in clearly They've hit it off with each other straight away, developed a rapport, and uh, Tony Dockery, we've given him lots of praise, but Dundee have to fight their way back now. Queen of the South won, Dundee United yes. won, Gavin Riley with the goal, pulls them level at home to Dundee United. That's a, you know, if Marvin Bartley was to get a win over Dundee United in the Cup, that's a turning of the corner result because it, do, know, it does you it only takes it takes one result just to change things yeah. and and the football changes very very quickly indeed and you would enjoy your weekend he's obviously not had a lot of uh, enjoyment in his weekend lately as a manager it doesn't matter what level or what team you you manage you go away and it's a it's a long weekend mark will tell you he's enjoying his weekends now um, it's completely different for him <laughs> But um, I just hope that he can go and get a good result today Good break by Motherwell Cameron Carter-Vickers had work to do Gets back and makes the interception As Spittle tried to find Mika Birith Who is looking to continue that good run of form In front of goal that he's had and Good back player from injury. A good player um, I think Kettlewell is delighted to have him back into the, the starting 11 um, He was making great impacts when he came off the bench He's a he's a young lad. Yeah, I think he's got quality in everything he does, and he's got a big, big future in the game. Let's not be kidded. He's a he's a confident boy as well. Having interviewed him a couple of times, he he backs himself, backs himself I to like score that. goals, and well, he's produced so far. Why not? I'm not saying uh, it's a bad thing at all. You know what I mean? Um, I think as a striker, um, I don't like to see shy strikers don't get any goals. Shy kids don't get any sweeties. We've always <laughs> said that. You've had enough sweeties. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I think I think playing with Motherwell, um, you know, first team football, learning his trade, everything about him, I think he'll certainly go into big things. Very good save by Ross Laidlaw to keep out Danny Armstrong. It was a deflected shot that one. Celtic trying to pile on a bit of pressure now after that. Uh, Motherwell break forward. They forced a couple of corners, but Motherwell just very compact and they'll be doing exactly what Stuart Kettlewell will want them to do, just being hard to break down at the moment. Well, the, the last two visits, as I said earlier, the last two visits to Celtic Park, the, the, the scoreline has been very tight indeed. Uh, everyone wrote them off today because no wins in the last nine. Uh, they're playing Celtic, who last time out take six off Aberdeen and looked the best that they had looked all season. But the international break, that two-week break, players come back from all over the globe. Uh, it takes them a while to get started again. And it sounds as if, if Motherwell can take this to half-time and it's still nil-nil, then Celtic Park would get a bit twitchy. Inevitably, I mean, Celtic do just have that quality. We saw it against Aberdeen. Do you, do you expect that if they do manage to get a, a goal in this first half that they'll run away with it, Mark? 
Well, you've got to expect so. It's it's par for the course. Usually at Celtic Park, when they they make the breakthrough, and especially against a defence like Motherwell, are shown uh, in recent weeks. But look, by the sound of the way the game's going, we've seen early on in the season St. Johnson going there, and everyone thought, oh, I think I said it before a five 0 that day, and look how that turned out. So these games can. Uh, can be stuffy affairs um, Motherwell going with a five across the back Always makes it difficult But we know Mark In recent years St Johnson try a lot harder Against Celtic at Celtic Park And that's why maybe they got that uh, yeah. But I Look think the running stats 7% more than the run <laughs> I, think, I think the big thing is When you're an underdog And you go to teams like Celtic and Rangers If you're still in the game You've still got that energy You've oh. got uh, that bit of life about you You've still got a bit of believing if you lose the first goal, the head slightly goes down, and then if the second one comes quickly, you know that I'd rather be in having a shower and get myself organised for going home. It used to be the case when I used to go when I was younger with Dundee United to Celtic Park, and of course that was the game plan. You know, frustrate them and mm. you know get to half time, and every wee section was was a tick box. Twenty <laughs> minutes. It was always about, the crowd. Honestly, it was always about fifteen minutes to get a corner, and Henrik Larson or John Hartson would run across the face, bang, the music would come on, and you'd think, mm, this could be a long mm. afternoon, and it often was a long afternoon. Greg Taylor with one of those. Was it a shot? Was it a cross? That's headed wide by Blaney. Um, maybe not hitting the heights of last season Greg Taylor well you know he's a bit of a whipping boy um, I think he's been a very very good signing for Celtic uh, he didn't enjoy the happiest of international appearances for Scotland last time out um, but I still think he's a fine player um, everything today has to be seen as well in the context of Tuesday night in Rome Celtic playing Lazio uh, they've had a very poor Champions League campaign You can argue However much you like But one point from the games played so far On the night when they had An outstanding first half against Athletic Madrid It's not a success story And they will need to do Much better in Rome on Tuesday But um, first of all They have to prioritise Three points against Motherwell And right now it's a struggle a brilliant save from Liam Kelly He's actually had to deny Stephen O'Donnell It would have been an own goal He'd headed it towards his own goal But that one is saved by Liam Kelly Well knowing Stephen O'Donnell I think they'll practice that every day in training um, But we said earlier that for If our mother will get out of here with anything The goalkeeper will need to have a big day And that just uh, that boosts his confidence Especially when he's Mark's right well, I've been on the show And people have fought in And given them a bit of criticism Want them stripped to the captaincy Want them dropped So uh, well, well done I would. I always would have went with him Experience I think he's a good goalkeeper Yeah it was a Lewis Palmer Corner that Stephen O'Donnell just Didn't really deal with At the front post Did he Went for a sort of Diving header And somehow directed it On target But it was a, a Really good save by Liam Kelly and there is a red card in the Scottish Cup Bucky Thistle down to 10 oh, no. second bookable <laughs> offence <laughs> that's a shock away Scott Adams after just 22 minutes that's what the Bucky does for you oh. there you go makes you lose your head there you go that's your tip oh that's not it's a, a tonic. long way to go that, that's not the tonic I was looking for Hey, Jan Danda drive turned around the post. Ah, you like that one, yeah, didn't you? Yeah, that yeah. wasn't bad, was it? Oh, that was, uh, I'm here all week. Uh, Jan Danda had a drive turned around the post by uh, Will Dennis in the Kilmarnock goal. Still 
Pretty shy in front of goal Most places in the top flight so far uh, Matt O'Reilly trying to get a shot away for Celtic Just kind of crowded out there As he did so Well it's that type of day for Celtic They're just going to have to keep knocking on the door In the hope that they'll get in at some point uh, But Dogged determination from Motherwell Goalkeeper has had two exceptional saves so far uh, It's it's in the balance Should we get some wrong answers on this teaser? Do you want to remind us of it, Hugh? Yeah Since the beginning of the Scottish Premiership Eight players have scored 40 league goals or more And they're all still active in the Premiership Who are they? So remember the start of the Scottish Premiership That was the rebrand So 2013 Onwards we're talking about That's maybe catching a few people out Derek FM has gone for Johnny Hayes Not there Of course scored plenty before it was rebranded The Scottish Premiership But it is from 2013 onwards oh, yeah, It's just confusing when they keep changing the name of the league <coughs> You remember that, that was all about the breakup of the, the, the Scottish League um, Which was a, a terrific organisation Well run but it was time for the rebrand, as you call it. So the SP, the SPL came into to being then, or the SPFL rather. And I remember being inside Hamden as a working journalist, and I was there for 12 hours. And they did this, that, the other. You've been there, Andrew, you know how long these things take. And every club from the four divisions was there. And I came out, got the taxi at half past 11 at night. And the first thing the taxi driver said to me was, What's happening in there, you? You know, and you think the whole of Scotland was waiting for the outcome. Are we going to have a brand new league set up? The end of the Scottish League, the beginning of the SPL. What was happening in there? Did you get your dinner? No. No. No food. No, no spread put on for you. It's the old the vending machine, isn't it? A few mm. shouts as well for Logan Ball and Golly said Lauren Shankland. Ah, no, no. no. That's, a, that's a no. He's only thirty-seven goals. He's got. There's also. Uh, who else he said Kevin Nisbet He's gone for as well Only 31 For Kevin Nisbet Another goal in the Scottish Cup Stranraer nil Airdrieonians won Callum Gallagher With the goal Who's uh, Going well For Airdrie In the championship So far this season After scoring lots In League 1 Last campaign There's an equaliser For Brighton as well Hugh But it's a VAR check But Brighton Get more goals Chopped off Because of VAR Than any other team If you look back You'll find that's the case But there's Still a VAR check Going on I think But Hopefully Conspiracy Hugh Or is that just uh, Just a fact well, Nottingham Forest Always try harder Against Brighton <laughs> Than they do Against anybody else Yeah Yeah quite a quiet Afternoon so far On the goals front Just the one In the top flight Anyway That went to Gier Tavares Of Hibs 1-0 up Away to Dundee Still haven't had Any others I was through Hibs training ground Andrew midweek And Speaking to some of the players Love Nick Montgomery Love what he's doing there Love Were the you invited coaching. Or just Turn I up. just turned up <laughs> Just yeah. to see how the place was um, Apparently works them very very hard And uh, that's why I tipped Hibs today A long way to go on that one But I was there You tipped them just because Well you, I saw the session I saw some of the okay. session And it was great And they were all enjoying it And thinking well, This is 100% an away one But the, uh, we were playing against our reserve side But the reserve side mirror Totally mirrored the first team The way they play that kind of four-two-four formation and wide guys really high and it's adventurous and we've been critical because you need the players to play that way but I think it will click for Montgomery sooner or later maybe he needs to get a few 
more of his players in in January. He was at Montrose last night and he says to me before the show, I fancy Montrose big But I mean, Montrose against oh, Edinburgh City. What a setup they've got. Aye, Montrose Edinburgh. 12 pegs. Have you been to Lynx Park? Oh, uh, years ago. I've got to say, it's the way to do it. See it? Youth football. Long journey for our boys in Montrose. Eight Domino's pizzas. There you go after it. A great gesture. It was a turn. It was a turn. <laughs> we all know how dear Domino's is, so yeah. that's not cheap. True story. Links Park was actually the turning point of my wraith career with Jimmy Nickel. Yeah, yeah. He was and the get, one you sat on the bench. No, no. He was. We, I thought. I think we got them the cup or something. I hadn't played. Um, Jimmy was under severe pressure, not winning games. Obviously, prolific goal scorer, not scoring goals. And he, this is a true story. And, and now, this is a clean story. He actually. <laughs> you, you also realise that any time Gordon DL tells a story, he has to emphasise at the start. This, this is a true story. Th- this is a true story. <laughs> and, and, right? And, and clean. He <laughs> asked me. <laughs> this is always good. As we went in to wash our hands in the toilets, he asked me a question. It's clean. Right? Us. True. I'm, I'm not going to put a punchline in. He says, Will you play for me tonight? I need a result. And I think I scored three and we went on to bigger and better things. And what Jimmy, do you mean he asked you, will you play for me? Because Jimmy and I were at loggerheads when he was a new manager. Jimmy didn't like me, I didn't like Jimmy. Um, That's not I, your choice not to play. No, but, but Jimmy maybe thought I'd been an experienced player that I would have done a probably... And Aberdeen against Celtic went tried, <laughs> right? Sort of thing. He's going, are you a dawn? Are you a dawn against Celtic? Are you a dawn against Rangers? I says, I'm a dawn against Rangers, Jimmy. Get me out there. He scored three. Three. And we went on a unbeaten run, won cups and everything. And the moral of the story is all because of me. <laughs> <laughs> Get somebody from Wraith on to verify Guaranteed, that. Uh, it's 100%. Chris, dig into that. Wraith three Montrose. What year's that? 93 again? That <laughs> <laughs> was one of my songs. I'm just he, he played my top 10 on the way down the team bus. <laughs> I'm just thinking of Ibrahimovic's biography. It was called I Zlatan, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> uh, uh, you, yours could be I Dazzler. I know that I tell an odd fibber too, right? And oh, I'm, first, oh, really? I'm first to admit that, right? Put my hands up. But when I tell a true story, it's from the heart, it's sincere. And that was a true story. <laughs> and, and Jimmy Nickel to this we'll, we'll day We'll find still, out whether it's a true story or not Jimmy we'll Nickel to, to this day still Thanks me Right, get Jimmy on Does Somebody like must you? have Jimmy's number oh, Jimmy and I love it Well, I ended up the, I ended up the captain you know how you lift trophies And that when you're, you're a captain of clubs You just don't do a huddle For five minutes and Trophies? Play. How but, many trophies well, did well, you I won have? the championship I won the championship You don't trophy. get a trophy Yeah, you do You got a massive trophy I thought you'd just get a pat on the back for Oh, that. big, big trophy <laughs> Along with the League Cup trophy uh, I was trophied out my head at one point Let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were <laughs> Come up nil BSC Glasgow one in the Scottish <coughs> Cup. Alistair McComb with the goal in that one. BSC Glasgow had a, a decent run to the uh, was it the fourth round a few years ago? They yeah, came up against yeah. East Kilbride. I'm just wondering, one goal in the Premiership, five games. <laughs> is this the consequence of a, a two week international break? Do they all find it hard to pick up where they left off? It's a cold weather, Hugh. That's that players aren't warmed up yet. They'll come to life in the second half. Yeah, I agree with Mark. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of. I know that sounds funny, but I think that there will be better, more goals in the second half. Yeah, well, a little bit rust in issue. 
They've worked a lot. For instance, Motherwell would have worked a lot in, you know, formation, getting behind the ball, trying to, um, you know, close down certain areas of the pitch, not let Celtic go and dominate them. And so, yeah, I think I think second half we'll get a a feast well, of well, goals. We'll hold you to that. Hey, Aloha, I don't want to be on the end of a shock They have equalised against Dunbar United Kevin Colley with the goal Well that's it When we go back to Aberdeen Darville last season uh, My old pal Ian McCall last night Clyde 2, Genefield Swift's nil. That's a big result for him Because he suffered a 4 nothing caning In his first game last Saturday against his Fife uh, So didn't want a cup shock on top of that. Yeah. I wondered at Trenent Junior against Forth for Athletic. Nothing happening just now, but could that be the one after what Trenent done? Tisco Bride, who are flying high. That could be a shock in the cards, perhaps. Potential there, certainly. Still, it's just teams not not really getting going, is it so far, Hugh? We we'll well, only get one goal, Hugh. One yeah. goal, yeah, one goal, one in five flight. games. You know, the, the hurry up! I'm running out of stories. Well, I'll need to start telling lies shortly we're, we're, <laughs> uh, We'll have to take the, the, the Wilson philosophy on this one It's the cold weather And all will be better after the interval um, But more than half an hour gone Five games, one goal Yeah, David Friel reporting from Celtic Park Just seeing Motherwell unable to really keep a hold of the ball When they get, when they get it and like you, you are limited on the ball at Celtic Park You need to try and make the most of it when yeah, you can Yeah, but Motherwell will have a tactic of Staying in this game And Matt's right, when you go there you'll be thinking Right, just get through the first 20 minutes Then we can work from there Get to half time We can sit down, we can have a chat about Can we be a bigger threat going forward So it's all about plans and tactics For Motherwell, for Celtic It's basically breaking them down Getting the first goal Because if they get the first goal then We'd all imagine they'll go and win it comfortably. Stuart Kessler would love a draw, wouldn't he? I mean, take a draw oh, now. Oh, he'd walk away for Celtic Park right now. Yeah. Down the road, leave David Farrell sitting there for his <laughs> report. Yeah, but Daz uh, is right about Motherwell, what they've been working on in the international break. Obviously, being compact, more compact than they, they've been in the last nine games. With that five across the middle of the park, been hard to play through and by the sounds yet they're achieving that but of course when you win the ball back you need to have an out ball and if you don't and you invite a team like Celtic onto you time and time and time again they are going to get chances guys like Kyogo and Palma and Yang or Riley are eventually going to take one or you look at the bench and you've got your Turnbulls who can put one in for distance I wonder what Telio if he comes on what he can offer so it's going okay just now for Motherwell, but you know the longer the game goes, the deeper you sometimes if get. I, if I were David Turnbull, I would think you know I've shown this season on several occasions that I can score, uh, and you know he's sitting there on the bench watching Celtic, thirty-five minutes gone, and you know in need of a goal, and uh, you know. His name must be going through Brendan Rodgers' mind. I think, I think what Brendan Rodgers says midweek at the AGM that he'll look to trim the squad yeah. in January. I'll be surprised if Turnbull isn't one who actively seeks to move on mm. and Brendan Rodgers maybe agrees. Contract up at the end of the season? Yep. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I think 
I think his his time has come. I think he'll be frustrated, and I think he's worth having about. But I think he'll be frustrated and want more game time. Brora Rangers one, Pollock nil in the Scottish Cup. Jordan McRae with the goal. Falkirk also one nil up against for Martin United. Ethan Ross scoring for them. There has been a bit of Motherwell pressure as well. He had a corner that was cleared. He also had another heart. Joe Hart found himself in no man's land. It was Stephen O'Donnell then tried to lob. That one was cleared by Cameron Carter Vickers. Then Dan Casey over the bar after that. A decent chance for Motherwell. Well, I heard another caller in the Super Scoreboard during the week talking about the need to get another goalkeeper in. Uh, he wasn't entirely happy with Joe Hart. And when you said that get caught in no man's land that's uh, one of his failings he can get caught there Spartans 1-0 up against Arbroath as well James Cragan with the goal in that game did you see that Dick Campbell was awarded the British Empire medal this week seriously? yeah what's it? 70 years old got the, the British Empire medal I'm not entirely sure what that is but yeah what do you get that for? Uh, you're, it's, of, it's not football no 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 what what is it? Well, the, you There's get no point from... coming out with a story if you can't back it up. Well, <laughs> oh, oh, you! <laughs> He's got you there, you. M B E C B E O B E. What have you got? B E M. What have you got? Six grandkids. <laughs> I thought they'd have given you something. B A M. That's what he is. You get that medal, the B A M one. <laughs> B A M. I saw the British Empire medal, did he? Yeah, yeah. Yep, Dick Campbell, B E M. Yeah. He's now known as Yep Great man Great yeah. man like right, Andrew more info What do you get it for? Uh, let's have a look He So here, here's a, an article From our broth We'd like to congratulate Our manager Dick Campbell Who's been awarded The British Empire Medal And the King's Birthdays Honours list uh, me, Meritorious civil Or military service Worthy of recognition By the Crown What? Is <laughs> he in the military? Well it's news to me But anyway <laughs> I'm just oh, keeping he's you in the military. He's no one in now. I'm just keeping you up to date, you guys. And, you know. I'd love to get letters after my name before you guys. Oh, well, we've got, got one of these in the Premiership. Oh. Goal flashes <laughs> with M and D Green Pharmacy. You could tell it was getting quiet. The road we were going down there. Thankfully, we have a goal to save us. St Mirren one, oh. Livingston nil. It could be a Mikel Mandron goal, maybe a Sean Kelly own goal as well sort of conflicting reports but either way St Mirren 1-0 up against Livingston and the possibility now of Libby going six games in a row having lost every one of them uh, St Mirren staying third in the league if it stays this way uh, but the, the Libby just seem to be having that kind of season where you know when you need a bit of luck it's a known goal that puts you behind uh, but second half to come see if they can get out of it I think they're running out of lives here yeah I really do He's done a terrific job there He's had to fight every season Loses his best players Have to bring in players in a small budget I don't think they pay the greatest wages um, But this season they just There's a feeling about it That they're starting to run out of lives When you lose six games on the bounce it, it may yeah. not happen But when you lose six games on the bounce The red flag is showing It's but, actually not that Uncommon for Livingston though See if you go back through most of their seasons They will have a run of 10, 11, 12 games Where they barely win Remember And that still, season? still yeah. manage But it happens pretty much every season See if you go back and look Livingston always have one period of the season Where they can't buy a win And then end up staying up Look, this season may be different But 
you know, it's certainly not the type of thing that David Martindale will be panicking about. I would have thought. Oh, Daz, Daz makes a good point there, though, about losing their best players and then not paying the best. I think that then catches up with you when that goes over a spell or five or six seasons, and you're maybe surviving season to season because you've still got some quality in there. But the more it gets watered down, there's always going to come a point where, in your recruitment, you're getting substandard players to keep you in the Premiership, and. We may just have hit that point for a living. They may prove us wrong again, but on recent evidence, I'm not seeing many players who can drag them out of this hole in that squad. Um, and in January, are they going to go into the, the transfer window and spend a few quid to get more in to, to help them survive? I don't really think so. It might be free transfers or loans they get. They're not going to spend much money. Could be in trouble Might be able to eventually Sell Joel Nubley To fund, well, fund Some well, transfers I, I mean that just Struck a desperation Trying to get one of your Players out And drumming up As much interest as possible But maybe that transfer Would have paid for You know Services in other areas That David Martindale needed But it didn't happen So you leave yourself Short over the pitch So they're struggling Um and when you're up against St Mirren, you're 1-0 down. St Mirren's home form, you only expect that to go one way. Joe Hart with a save from a Harry Payton shot as well. Motherwell certainly growing into this game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll be concerned. Encouraged. Motherwell will be encouraged here. Yeah, they'll be concerned inside Celtic Park. You know, the Celtic supporters have seen this movie before. Um, you know, St Johnston get a draw at Celtic Park. Yeah. At a time when they couldn't get a point anywhere else. Uh, it would be an astounding uh, blunder if Celtic were not to win at home today. It would hand Philippe Clement a very big boost ahead of the game at Petaudry tomorrow. They are clearly um, not showing enough imagination, guile, call it what you will, to get themselves in front against Motherwell. The only thing I would say, Hugh, still a long, long way to go at Celtic. Well, Park. I'm sure you said that on the day that it was Celtic. Okay, okay, Johnson, okay. No. But then it's also for, been said on other days uh, where Celtic for, have gone on uh, to score for, four or five. Four, four years ago, Hugh's been saying this and he got St Johnston, he still brings that up. Oh, I'm talking about the season. Okay, once a season. Uh, Jonah Ayunga close for a goal scoring return for him that one coming off the bar what I mean that would be some feeling for him wouldn't it out since January been able to get a goal on his return today not quite Stephen O'Donnell has been booked as well at Celtic Park looks as if it may be for time wasting uh, you know inevitably people will come on at five o'clock and say oh Motherwell a disgrace time wasting and, you know, <laughs> for, uh, sorry for time wasting <laughs> Uh, well, uh, 40 minutes or something yeah. listen, listen. Time wasting to get to half time Mark <laughs> yeah. That's it. You know I'd, I'd be doing the exact same myself yeah. I, I, I mean know. referees and officials Are sort of more switched on to it These days Or they're told to be more alert Not as much up here As down south You see the yeah. You know the, the injury time You get in the, the English Premier League For example But certainly it's something That referees take more notice of And I'm quite sure That the game at Celtic Park Will run to 97 98 minutes But Motherwell are Bang up against it No wins in nine Playing a team who beat Aberdeen 6-0 In the game before the international break Of course they're going to waste time As Gordon Dale said Just to get them to half time If they get to half time Nil-nil But it's a waste of time People coming on And complaining about it Because They've got nothing Compared to what Celtic have At their disposal And they're trying Whatever they can To get over the line And get out of there With a point Or maybe all three Andrew, how long have we got in the teaser? 
uh, not long to go at all. The podium is we're just getting the podium together. So you still still got a few. I think we're to go. I think we're we'll two, need to wrap it up soon. Yeah, I think we're a couple short. Will we yeah. give it a quick good mention? day for Partick Thistle two 0 up against Queens Park. Aidan Fitzpatrick with the goal. Yes, good afternoon. Yeah, like yeah. that to build on that win last night. Oh, that was a convincing win last night. Yeah, what was convincing. that? Four one. Four one. Yeah, under big cup game. So yeah, yeah all good. Quick, quick reminder of the first half teaser yes. Since the beginning of the Scottish Premiership in 2013 Eight players have scored 40 league goals or more And they're all still active in the Premiership Who are they? Remember 2013 is the date you're going back to That's when the Scottish Premiership, the rebrand, took place So there are some answers of, of players that had scored before goals before them The likes of Jamie Murphy I've seen mentioned he's not... One of them because of that stipulation And obviously playing in the Championship now as well Tony Watt as well, seen some shouts for him mm. Of course he's also playing in the Championship So he doesn't count either mm. How many of you two got? Well, I think we'll get seven Blair Spittle with a free kick That one goes over the bar But it will be promising signs going into half time For uh, some of the Motherwell fans I tell you what We are closing in on half time In quite a few games I think we've already got one actually At the Global Energy Stadium uh, Ross County against Kilmarnock Half time Dave Galloway Yeah half time Andrew No goals to report Ross County started uh, very brightly And took control early on against Kilmarnock Jan Danda whipped the ball right across The goal mouth in the opening seconds But uh, found no take As James Brown's shot Was cleared off the line after after Danda's cutback and Will Dennis saved well from Scott Allardyce's dinked effort but Kilmarnock started to get more into the game and they very nearly went in front Danny Armstrong played a neat one-two and his deflected drive forced a brilliant reaction save from Ross Laidlaw Jan Danda has looked the most impressive uh, player on the park in the first half he saw his shot turned round the post uh, by Will Dennis after that was another good save by uh, the visiting uh, keeper the game had overall though become a bit more even and the chances kind of uh, dried up a little bit with um, you know both sides cancelling each other out but then uh, as half time Beck and County went close uh, once again uh, Connor Randall made space for himself in the box his shot looked net bound but uh, there were a couple of uh, Killy defenders on the line managed to get their bodies in the way of it it's been a decent first half it just needs a goal though half time Ross County nil Kilmarnock nil yeah no more half times as of yet so let's wrap this up Hugh the first half teaser with the scottishsun.co.uk slash football for the best football news and opinion online to tell you that Ant and Dick got all eight yes. uh, so you're under pressure here since the beginning of the Scottish Premiership in 2013 eight players have scored 40 league goals or more and are all still active in the Premiership they are James Tavernier Liam Boyce James Forrest Stevie May Eamon Brophy Kyogo Furuhashi David Turnbull and Callum McGregor Yes and you two can have a joint spot on the podium Because there is only two others that got Seriously? it out there In second place was Blue Nose 139 But in first place quickest off the mark was Scott Connie. So well done to you Scott But the half times are now rolling in Let's go to uh, Dens Park Roger Hanna 
Yeah, it's a uh, Dundee nil, Hibernian won at a break, Andrew. This might be the day, Jill Tavares' Hibernian rebuff is complete. He has scored the only goal of the first half at the end of a week where he admitted his frustrations under former manager Lee Johnson and thanked current manager Nick Montgomery for giving him a second chance with the club. He was a bright spark very early on. He reached the byline after just 13 minutes, cut the ball back for Josh Campbell, but he fired over the top. Then he threatened at the other end a couple of minutes later. Amadou Bakayoko volleying over the top after Ricky Lamy had headed the ball over the top towards the Sierra Leone striker. But then Hibs took the lead in 16 minutes. A terrific team goal. Tavares breaking down the left away from Malachi Boateng, he fed the ball to Dylan Venter, he played it into Josh Campbell who then reversed the pass back into the path of Tavares to shoot low past Trevor Carson for the opening goal. Dundee's response was good and it became a contest between Luke McCown and the Hibs goalkeeper David Marshall. Tavares giving the ball away in his own half, back a Yoko seized and he fed McCown and an angled shot brilliantly tipped round the post by the former Scotland goalkeeper after 22 minutes. From that corner the ball broke to McCown on the edge of the box and again Marshall saving his 20 yard effort and then in 26 minutes a third save from Marshall to deny McCown this time the midfielder charging into the box but he just got the ball stuck under his feet and couldn't get a proper connection Marshall managing to extend the hand and push it away getting feisty just before the break Lewis Miller booked for a late challenge and Owen Beck and then Beck had his name taken as well for a foul on Josh Campbell plenty to play for Tavares the star man the break at the Scott Foam Stadium Dundee nil Hibs won it's also half time at Tynecastle, Michelle Evans. Yep, it is Hearts nil, St Johnston nil. And I said before this game that this could be an interesting encounter, and I have to admit I lied. There's been plenty of effort, but no goals here. It was Hearts who piled on the early pressure from kickoff with Alex Lowry and Alex Cochran, both testing Dimitar Mitov's ability and goal within the first two minutes. The Bulgarian had little time to recover when more home pressure. Saw him dive athletically across his goal mouth to deny Alex Cochran effort before he turned a Liam Boyce header around his left-hand post. And that was all within the first seven minutes. St Johnston were certainly shown plenty of fight um, as they tried to stem the flow. When they did manage to work their way up the park at the other end, up the other end of the park in the 23rd minute, Luke Robinson had a go at close range, only for his effort to hit off a startled Zandra Clark. Jumbo's goalie was taken by surprise again in the 27th minute when Matthew Smith broke up the park, unleashing a long-range shot that ended up in the side netting. After that, well, nothing else of note to report in what has been, dare I say, a very, very flat first half, apart from those few early sparks. I did hear Hugh mentioning um, in the half-time, the first-half teaser, rather, that Stephen May and Liam Boyce were both... um, Known for their goal-scoring prowess since the rebranding of the league. I wish they would hurry up and get some goals here because it is freezing and we all need something to heat us up. But at the moment, there's no goals. It's Hearts Nelson Johnston nil. Half-time at Celtic Park as well. David Friel has the story. Half-time, Andrew. Celtic nil, Motherwell nil. Plenty of frustration for Celtic. Plenty of encouragement for Motherwell who are making a real game of this. Celtic have dominated with about 80% possession, but they haven't tested Liam Kelly anywhere near enough for all the ball they've had. I'd be amazed if David Turbo isn't sent on for the second half to add more of a goal threat obviously Odin Holm got the nod ahead of him but he's been pretty much anonymous and I think Turnbull will play a big part in this second half Celtic has said dominated they have had chances Mattarelli the first one in 8 minutes Lewis Palmer has seen so much of the ball he combined with Greg Taylor on the left picked out O'Reilly but his first time shot was palmed away by Liam Kelly Celtic kept probing they kept pressing they forced corners they got it away Yang saw a lot of the ball too so many crosses and the box at Motherwell have been really organised compact they've defended their box really really well there were half chances for Celtic Greg Taylor had one block Callum McGregor also had a shot block 
but the best Celtic effort of the first half actually came from Motherwell right back Stephen O'Donnell who almost scored an own goal midway through the first half Lewis Palmer's corner was flicked on by the full back Liam Kelly had to make an unbelievable save to claw it away from the top corner Motherwell's game plan as expected was based in defending but they did carry a threat they had two great chances in 35 minutes and a couple of seconds between them Joe Hart coming out for a long ball it was caught in no man's land Stephen O'Donnell the ball fell to him he tried to lob Hart Cameron Carter-Vickers had covered well he cleared the ball but that then fell to Dan Casey he had all the time in the world but fired over the bar Hart then made another save from Harry Payton before half time as Motherwell pressed and forced a couple of corners Brendan Rodgers he doesn't look a happy man he'll be expecting a lot better in the second half but it's so far so good for Stuart Kettlewell and Motherwell half time Celtic nil, Motherwell nil. and finally half time in Paisley Lindsay Heron yeah, half-time here, Andrew. St Mirren 1, Livingston 0. And looks like normal service resumed here in Paisley for Stephen Robinson's side. But my goodness, Livingston must wonder what's going to happen to them this campaign. They started this match so well, really took the game to St Mirren, um, really lobbing a lot of crosses into the penalty area. Bruce Anderson might have scored in just six minutes when the ball dropped to him on the edge of the area, but shot over the top. And Michael Nottingham had a header off the bar after Sean Kelly's corner was whipped in from the right-hand side. So really not looking too clever at that stage, not really involved in the game, but all of a sudden he came to life and Greg Kilty was the man who inspired it all on the left-hand side. He'd been working pretty well in that area, then his ball in in 38 minutes wasn't properly cleared. Mika Mandron and Nottingham slid in together to try and win it. The ball ended up in the back of the net. Mandron claiming it as his seventh of the season, but it might have been an OG, which would just put the tin lid on it for Livingston at the moment. A couple of minutes later, uh, Oyunga headed just off the top of the crossbar. And what a comeback that would have been for the big striker, having been out since January. And Saints were really finishing the first half with a flourish. They're looking really pretty good here at the moment. Good for the three points, and the misery looks to continue for Livingston. Half-time in Paisley. Submitting one, Livingston nil. We'll give you a full roundup of the halftime scores next. The fastest goals, the expert opinions. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Halftime scores in the Scottish Premiership: Celtic nil, Motherwell nil, Dundee nil, Hibernian one, Hearts nil, St Johnston nil, Ross County nil, Kilmarnock nil, St Mirren one. Livingston nil. There is plenty of Scottish Cup third round action as well. I'll give you some of the highlights from the first half. Anna nil, Dumbarton two, Brora Rangers one, Pollock nil, Cumnock Juniors nil, Broomhill one, Dunbar United one, Alloa Athletic two, Falkirk three nil up against for Martin United. It's Morton one, Bowness United nil, Partick Thistle two, Queens Park nil, Queen of the South one, Dundee United one, Spartans one are both nil, Sterling Albion nil, Cove Rangers one, Stranraer nil, Airdrieonians one. We'll give you the second halves up next. <laughs> 